Welcome back to the episode of Let Me Tell You. I'm your host, Walker Brooks. Three straight wins against the Pac-12 North. Not what I was expecting, but I will take it. The Cougars won 34-31 against the Stanford Cardinals for the fifth straight time in what could be Nick Rolovich's final game. Let's dive into the game early on. The Cougars on defense played really well, and boom, Jahan Woods was ejected for targeting. That forced him to sit out the rest of the game. And give or take, we're like a few minutes into this game. So it was a big loss. Big loss in the defense. Your six-year senior tackle machine leading the conference in tackles since he's been here. But positives here, people. Positives. Allowed for Francisco Malgoa. Yes, a Malgoa brother came back in. We love Malgoa brothers here at WSU. And Kyle Thornton played well. Backup linebacker. Now, this was a highly contested game in the first half. But the Cougars went in with a halftime lead. They didn't blow it this time, guys. Spoiler alert. They didn't blow it. It should have been 11, because C.J. Moore, a JUCO transfer who had offered from Alabama, played at Oklahoma State, was supposed to be a surefire wide receiver for us, dropped a fourth down conversion in the end zone. I only bring up the what-if scenario, because in the next two weeks, we play BYU and Oregon, who are significantly better teams than Stanford. So those mistakes might be able to save us against the bottom half of the conference, but they won't fly against our next opponents, just like in soccer. We, were, we could have beat Stanford, but we played like we were playing against Cal instead of Stanford. But no, this was a good game, I would say, overall. Defense played very well, even though the score doesn't indicate it, and the offense played well. But let's jump ahead to the fourth quarter when it gets very interesting and intense. So in what might be his final game as a Division One head coach just in general, Nick Rolovich finally decided to use Max Borgie properly. Borgie put up multiple rushing touchdowns, moving him into third place with 25 rushing touchdowns all time tied with Jerome Harris. But why I bring up the success of Borgie is, well, he had no success in previous weeks. Well, he didn't have no success. He had limited success due to some bad play calling. But this opened up the offense once again for JDL. Now, JDL statistically didn't have the best and most accurate game. There's that obvious overthrowing of Travell Harris for a walk-in touchdown. But I believe he's making progress by not turning over the ball. He played in four games last year, and this is six. So right now, JDL still hasn't played a full college season. I, I really like that JDL is progressing, and I like that he's progressing to wide receivers who are young and will be in the program with him. But we got to talk about one of the elephants in the room, obviously. The pass interference call on the Cougars during Stanford's drive where they scored eight points, so a big drive. It was on Derek Langford. Now, I've taken off my crimson and gray glasses, I feel, during this podcast, but it wasn't pass interference. It's one of the most egregious pass interference calls, I want to say, in not the history of the sport, but it was not. It was not a clear pass interference call. No one thought it was. I was sitting in a booth, the stats booth, doing stats for ESPN. So I could hear the producers in ESPN saying that's not pass interference, throwing their arm, yelling, not pass interference. Just people were upset. It wasn't a pass interference. And you say, look, you go to WSU. I go, yeah, and the people work for WSU. Sure. You go on Twitter to check it. You see people from UW. Oregon State, everyone's like, that's not Pac-12. Even people from other conferences are going, that's one of the more egregious pa- pass interference calls we've had in a while. It is. But to me, there were two worst plays. And I people are going to go, how was one of the worst pass interference calls? Though we've seen in a long time, how could it be any worse? But for me, it was Stanford's running back hits one of our linebackers, I don't remember who, I couldn't see, in the backfield, just gets arm-tackled. Now, if it was Jihad Wood, you bring him down, you get him. No, the running back was able to shake off an arm tackle. Like, this was a, not even an arm tackle, 
the linebacker got right up in the running back and hit him and just couldn't bring him down. You have to, If you're going to hit him with your entire body, you have to bring him down. And that was one of the things where I go, oh, crap, this is bad. This is why we needed Jahad Woods. No offense to Kyle Thornton, he played really well, but Jahad Woods makes that tackle. And then Stanford gets a touchdown. Then they go for two. We stop him. Woohoo! Guess what? Guess what? This is great. I love this part. Just makes me laugh. 12 men on the field. They get to redo it. Stanford gets the two-point conversion. Oh, that was fantastic. But I want you to listen to this final, not the final play, but this is the game. This is the play that ended it for Stanford. And thank you, obviously, to WSU Athletics for letting me use the play-by-play by Matt Chasnow, friend of the program. Left, protect the middle of the field with Urasik. Urasik slot right, snap back to McKee, rolls out right. He is crushed. Quinn Roth, ball is free. Brennan Jackson dives on top. He's on top of the ball for the win. Washington State forces a fumble and takes home the W. 34-31 to 31 over Stanford here in Pullman. And the Palouse is wild tonight. Obviously, the defensive line has been a hero, has been the heroes during this winning streak. Quinn Roth, Andrew Edison, future of the program. Brandon Jackson, Brendan Jackson, Ron Stone, present and dominant veteran senior leadership. I love it. And I think the biggest difference is our defense is playing better because playing defense for Rolovich is more fun than Mike Leach because he actually values defense and Mike Leach didn't value defense. It was purely offense. Now... Our wide receivers, once again, are deep. Stribling is currently leading the conference in freshman receptions. Boom! Awesome. Lincoln Victor played big for us last night with the touchdown. I don't, I don't care what you think, whether Rolovich should be fired or shouldn't be fired. Come Monday, we'll find out. Now, I'm not a lawyer. There are two paths, as I understand them. He either gets the religious exemption or he doesn't. Now, if he gets the religious exemption, it is up to Pat Chun after the blind review. It is up to Pat Chun to then decide whether he can do his job. Now, this is where it gets a little murky, I think. Legal, not a lawyer, obviously, but theoretically, Nick Rolovich has, could argue that he's been doing his job successfully wearing a mask and coaching successfully for the past six weeks. So there's seven weeks. Like he, He's been able to do it successfully. So there's that. WSU can always just still fire him for being a bad coach. But that's going to cost us a lot of money. And considering we're still in the red, not ideal. Then if he doesn't get the religious exemption, which he is claiming that he is asking for. He's just not our coach. He is fired by the state. And I would assume that if he's fired and we no longer as a coach, we promote Jake Dickert, our defensive coordinator, to just head coach. I don't think we need an interim. I think we need a head coach. Our defense is playing better. The guys like Jake Dickert. I don't think Rolovich, he said in the press conference, he doesn't know whether he'll be coach on Monday. That makes me seem like, that makes me think that he isn't vaccinated and he's counting on the exemption. I don't know though. I truly don't know, and I don't think anyone knows, because he's played it really close to the vest, his prerogative. But let's talk about some other sports. Swimming, baby. Swimming. Upset Arizona by two points on Friday for the first time in program history, then cooled off against ASU. But the Arizona schools are very, very talented swimming programs, so Matt Leach, keep doing what you're doing. Volleyball is once again in the top 25 after sweeping Oregon State on Friday during Zoo Mania. If you're a student and you saw Zoomania, shout out to Butch for playing defense in the way too long student knockout game. And then also shout out to two friends of the program, two guests to let me tell you, for winning their events, Charlie Sledger Walker and Muhammad Gay during this game 
against OSU. Penny Sousa, 1,000 kills, which is an absurd number for someone who plays her position. It's not She's not a libero. She's not a defensive specialist, but just fantastic. Soccer, not the ideal outcome. We tied Oregon State, kind of hurting our chances to win the Pac-12. I mean, it, it did hurt our chances. I mean, we're still in a very, very favorable position. We're going to make the postseason, but sadly, no Pac-12 championship. It seems like we can still win with if we beat USC and UCLA and keep doing it. But those are the two best programs in the Pac-12, arguably. So it'll be very difficult. But as always, go Cougs! Right. What I get him a stripper? What do you want oh, me to do? Here? I, mean, I, I get him a prostitute? 